Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast, where this has been a big week in sports. This is coming out on March 30th of 2019, and this week stuck out for one uh, big reason. Big, big change coming for next year's schedule. A lot of firsts, a lot of lasts for this year, and a lot of things that fans are happy about and a lot of things that they most certainly are not. Some of the biggest changes include Daytona no longer hosts the 4th of July weekend. It's now being moved to the Brickyard, which uh, does not have lights, mind you. 4th of July weekend is now at the Brickyard. No lights there. Ask Bob Pachris. Don't ask Bob Pachris if any track has lights ever, please, <laughs> for your sake. Poor guy gets that request a hundred times a day. But Daytona is now being moved in the schedule towards the end of the season. And the championship is no longer being held at Homestead. It's being moved to ISM. So lots of uh, big changes. And some people are happy about them. Some people are not so happy about them. Uh, I think this was pretty much able to be seen with the recent renovation to ISM. The racing there, it's arguable if it's better. You know, fans have a lot of differing opinions on it, as as they always do with any decision. But with that much money being put into the track and it being owned by the ISC, which is owned by NASCAR, yeah, it's pretty makes sense that the championship is going to be there. Bristol is also now in the playoffs, which is pretty pretty good, pretty interesting. More short tracks, which is what the fans asked for. More short tracks and important positions in the schedule. Pocono is also getting a double header, which is the first in NASCAR history. There's going to be a cup race, as I understand it, Saturday and Sunday. So two races in one weekend. Going to get the most bang for your buck at Pocono, it seems. I don't know if that's going to jack ticket prices up. I imagine they'll go up a bit, but I I doubt they would double. But I've been to Pocono many times before. I've camped overnight there. I've gone for the day both times. It's absolutely fantastic. I've gone three times, actually. But any time that I've gone, it's been a good time. I actually saw Ryan Blaney's first career win there. I was at that race. I saw, gosh, if I remember correctly, it was Elliot Sadler knocked the entire engine out of his car when he T-boned the wall at about 180 on the backstretch. I think he and Kurt Busch got into each other, and Elliot just hit the inside wall fast enough to knock the whole engine out, just dumped it on the ground. And never got to see Jeff Gordon win there. Never got to see Jeff Gordon win anywhere. I'm still salty about that years later, but hey, that happens. And Martinsville, last big change, Martinsville is being moved to May. So the different track temperature, it's going to be hotter, it's going to be slicker. That's going to be certainly interesting to watch and something to consider because... Well, the Martinsville race last week was pretty darn good. I, I don't think anyone uh, really came out of that one too unhappy. Maybe if they're anti-Brad Keselowski, they were pretty upset because he just set sail and put on a clinic, really. It was it was incredible. The only people that had anything for him were Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott. Kyle Busch, it's no surprise. He's having a pretty fantastic season, as is Brad. And Chase Elliott always runs well there in Martinsville. However, uh, if you didn't catch the truck race that happened Friday night, the 29th, down in Texas, well, it sure said a lot about 
all the work they've been doing down there for the cup race this weekend. They've put down the PJ1. It's called the sticky stuff. It's called, you know, the grip compound. It's called a bit of everything. It's PJ1, sticky stuff, whatever. Uh, different names all means the same thing. It's, it adds grip. For anyone that doesn't know, it adds grip to the track to try and get more racing lanes. Uh, there had been rumors that they were dragging tires around the track. That is apparently not true from what I've seen. But there should be more grip at the track, more racing lanes instead of just the bottom line like it was last week, or last year, excuse me. And the truck race, they were all over the track today. And unfortunately, with our weekly Anthony Alfredo update, which has now become a segment on this show apparently, uh, first wreck in his third start, very, uh, very hard hit for the guy. I actually was in a race of my own on iRacing, and I heard about it. Uh, someone mentioned that he wrecked, and I was like, uh-oh. And I took a look at it, and boy, even just going back and watching it, I cringed, because that was a hard, hard hit. He went underneath uh, another truck, just got tight, went up, got sucked into the truck above him, came around on him, slammed the wall really hard, caught fire, and Anthony just jumped out, jumped out the truck, ran down the track, got out of there as quick as he could. Can't blame the guy. Uh, that 54 truck is now caught on fire twice this year and both times that it's been run from what I've seen. And yeah, I caught fire at Daytona with Natalie Decker and now tonight with Anthony Alfredo. Um, I don't think he should run that number anymore. He should probably stick to 15 or 51. Just, yeah, just not 54, you know, not 51. I said 51 before I meant uh, 17. That's my bad. 51 is Kyle Busch. That was the next segment I was going to go into. Kyle Busch, four starts in the Truck Series this year. Four wins in the Truck Series this year. Boy, the guy is just really unstoppable, and it's kind of crazy. So, he's won one race this weekend. Probably uh, will end up winning two. He's looking strong for the cup race. And it's going to be, hopefully, another good race this weekend. I uh, I don't want to say I want to see Kyle Busch win. I don't want to say I don't want to see him win either. I want to try and remain neutral on this subject because it's a very hot topic with now, especially this year with, oh, he's passed 200 career wins. Does it count with Richard Petty? Does it, you know, does it sack up to Richard Petty's record? Does it not? If you do want to hear some thoughts on that, though, go check out last week's episode, Who's Your King? with an interview at the end with the one and only Richard Petty himself that I recorded up at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, where I will be returning again this year. It's looking like I'll end up getting a media credential up there, still working that out. Also looking for media credentials uh, applied at Pocono, Watkins Glen, and I think that's it off the top of my head, and I forget any. If I forget any, forgive me. Pocono. I've applied for Pocono as well. I think I might have said that, but I'm not positive. So... Hopefully, get around to a few tracks during this uh, summer, get some more recordings, get some good segments. Looking to get more drivers on the show, and basically just keep growing the show from where it was to where it is now. You know, it's it's certainly come a long way, and I always say this every week. Thank you so much to you guys for listening in every week, and for following me on Twitter, interacting with me there, at Bottled Up Radio, starting to get more on, on there more often, I should say. Uh, get on Twitter more often and respond to people, talk. And it's uh, it's going to be good. In other sports news, I, as many of you know, I do go to Purdue. 
and I absolutely love Purdue basketball. I'm the guy, if you've ever watched a Purdue basketball game, that was at Mackey at our at our home arena, and you saw a guy in a shark suit, that's me. That's your favorite podcast host. And it's uh, always interesting getting texts from my parents, oh, we saw you on TV wearing a shark suit, you know. That's the point of life where I'm at. I'm 20 years old. I wear a shark suit to the basketball games. But you know what? We are one of the top eight teams in the country after beating Tennessee. And there's a game that's happening later today against Virginia. And I know I'm going to eat my words probably, but I think we can win this one. I really do think the Boilermakers can pull it off. I sure hope. But this is not a basketball show. I don't want to go too deep into it. But just know... I am watching the Purdue Boilermakers. For all the Tennessee fans, because there are quite a few people that listen in from Tennessee, I'm sorry, but that was a good game. I think Purdue won it fair and square. I hope you'll continue listening. But Purdue basketball is in the Elite Eight as of right now. I'm hoping it stays that way. And if you're listening to this podcast after that game happens, if we lost, then just move on from this. Please don't. (laughs) Please don't rub it in my face. (laughs) But... Purdue basketball, doing good. My man, Matt Harms, is the man to watch, I say. But that's just me. In other racing news, now that we're back to racing, um, as many of you know, I do run a race team here at Purdue in the Purdue Grand Prix. If you don't know what that is, about 62 years ago, a bunch of engineers got together and on a boring Saturday, I imagine, and said, hey, you want to go go-kart racing? And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And then being college students, they're like, oh, we don't have any money. Well, let's just build our own from scrap pieces sitting around because, you know, that's a thing that happens. And basically strapped motorcycle engines onto go-kart frames and went racing. And other people really enjoyed that. And 62 years later, we are still racing. It's called the Purdue Grand Prix. And it is an absolutely incredible, fantastic time as long as everything goes well. Sometimes things don't go well. As uh, I've learned in my second year running a team, sometimes things go wrong. They go very, very wrong. And when it rains, it pours. So (laughs) first day of practice was earlier this week. I went and helped out another team uh, last Saturday, what would have been March 23rd. And so our first practice was on Tuesday. We roll up to the track. We're all ready to run. Everything had been working great on our cart. We get down on pit road. There's a miscommunication on when we're allowed to go out and practice. So we fire our engine. We're told we cannot go out. So we cut our engine. We look down at our clutch and it is smoking. Like almost on fire. Oh. Okay. So we uh, had an issue. Something went wrong somewhere. I still don't know what. Don't particularly care. It happened. It's over. So that clutch was burnt. Uh... It was it was gone before it even got to turn a lap. So we sent it out, got repaired, had it back the next day, threw it on, and it was way off. So we had to keep trying to adjust it. You know, we'd go out, run two laps, bring it back in, see how it ran, if the RPMs were too high, make the adjustment, try and get it dialed in. Uh, that pretty much took us two days, which was two days of practice time. We didn't get to do too much because we never got it perfectly set, but... Hey, that's life, that's racing, that's what practices are for. We've got some uh, big changes coming in the next week. I'm actually going to be working on that later today. And we're putting on what I call the secret sauce, all of our equipment that I can't mention quite yet because in case the competitors are listening, got to stay one step ahead of the competition at any and all times. That's the key to life. So we're going to put on our secret sauce, 
get ready to run this next week. Hopefully go out, qualify April 6th, and we run the race April 13th. If you're in the Indiana area and you have nothing to do on April 13th and you want to come see a great go-kart race, come on up to Purdue University right behind the baseball fields. Absolutely fantastic time. Thousands of people there, more food than you can imagine to eat. If you happen to come up a day early on April 12th over in Croc Lawn on Purdue's uh, campus, right next to Wiley Dining Hall and in between Croc and the Dining Hall, we're going to have an event going on there, and I know I'm self-promoting quite a bit this podcast, but hey, that happens. We're putting on an event there. There's going to be plenty of things to do, plenty of food to eat. We're getting like 75 pizzas, crazy amount of food, because that's what we can do, because we want to get people out here talk about our sponsors, talk about our race team, talk about how great we think everything's going to go, and then we go out and prove it the next day. I like the idea of it. You people will like the idea of it because you get free food, and who can complain about that? Nobody. So that's what's been going on in racing, just trying to get the team organized and running, and running smoothly is the key. And it's a lot of hard work, as anyone that's ever worked in racing knows. Nothing ever happens easily, and if something does come easily, it's probably going to go wrong very soon. It's an uphill battle all the time, but a lot of things are. It's The fun of racing is figuring out the issues, working them out, and you got to do it faster than everybody else, otherwise you're not in first place. So, to pretty much wrap up the episode, sum everything up, the race team, if you have any interest in that at all, follow me on uh, Twitter, at Bottled Up Radio. I tweet up tweet out updates about the race team there. Also, in general, follow me on Twitter. I interact with you guys a lot on there. It's always a great time. If you've got complaints or things that you'd like, advice, whatever, questions, anything at all, I'll respond to you as quick as I can. I appreciate it all. It's a great time. Fortunately, Anthony Alfredo had his first wreck. He is okay. I've confirmed that. But poor guy nailed the wall pretty hard. Just one of those days it would happen eventually in racing. It always does. Kyle Busch is now 4 for 4 in the trucks, which is pretty incredible to think about. 4 races, 4 wins, 100% win ratio for when he runs in 2019. That's pretty incredible, and that's in his own equipment too. He's footing the bill on that, and he is doing well. Big changes in the cup schedule. Indianapolis is now the home of the uh, 4th of July race. It's going to be it's going to have to be a day race because there's no lights there. I'm afraid people are going to cook in those stands because I have sat in many a metal bleacher uh, in the summer at New Hampshire Motor Speedway and at Indianapolis for the Indy 500. Even then, it's hot. And, yeah, it you boil up there. You cook like an egg. So we'll see. I'm sure Indianapolis will respond accordingly. It's absolutely fantastic racing there. I'm disappointed because now I won't be able to cover the race in 2020 because I'm not out here in the summer. I go back home or I go somewhere else, you know, I'm not on campus, unfortunately, but that's life. Let me know what you think of the schedule. Let me know what you want to hear about this upcoming race this weekend. The Hendrick cars are looking strong. Keep an eye on them. That's my prediction is a Hendrick car is going to take it. I think this might be the first weekend. William Byron gets himself a win. We'll have to see if I'm right or wrong. So far, I'm probably 0 for 6 this year, I think, on calling the winner, but I still have that prediction about Ryan Priest, my man for Rookie of the Year, and I still think he's going to win a race this year. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. If you have any feedback or anything else, let me know. Tweet at me, at Bottled Up Radio on Twitter, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Bottled Up.